0: From the Surveyor Newsroom in sunny Miami, welcome to the Miami Real Estate Podcast, your home for expert insight on all things Miami real estate. I'm your host, Omar DeWint. Let's get started. Hello, my people. I'm Omar DeWint, communications executive here at Surveyor Real Estate, bringing you another installment of the Miami Real Estate Podcast. Today, we're talking tech, specifically how this industry is fueling the Magic City's most recent real estate market boom. We're going to explore the decades-long effort to get here, Miami's appeal to tech professionals looking to exit Silicon Valley, and what it all means for our audience of real estate professionals and the consumers they serve. Joining me for the conversation is Jeff Ransdell, a friend of the pod, and early adopter of the Miami tech scene. Jeff is a venture capitalist helping to develop more than 20 technology companies through Fuel Venture Capital, the Miami-based venture fund he co-founded here in 2017 and heads up as managing director. Jeff, welcome back to
1: the show. I am super glad to be here. It's good to see you in person, too.
0: Likewise. so. Jeff, as I mentioned, a lot has happened since we last spoke. Um, One positive in the wake of COVID-19, as uh, Rob Weil of the Miami Herald recently put it, Silicon Valley exiles are seizing on Miami in the wake of COVID-19. So among the recent uh, tech industry professionals that have chosen Miami as their remote work destination of choice, include Blackstone, Founders Fund, Pipe Technologies, and even Shutterstock founder, John Origin, uh, to name a few. I think that we can all say that they've discovered Miami thanks in part to um, the viral post by tech ambassadors such as uh, Mayor uh, Francis Suarez, but of course um, he's just one of the leaders that alongside pioneers such as yourself, uh, Knight Foundation, Emerge, Black Tech, Refresh Miami, Pipeline, that have been paving the way right, to get uh, Miami to its present day status as a tech hotspot. It wasn't always a hotspot, and that's where I wanna begin our conversation is um, you know. You started uh, Fuel Venture Capital here in Miami back in 2017. Uh, people thought you were crazy at the time, they did. right?
1: You thought I was absolutely crazy.
0: So let's start the conversation there and sort of tell us uh, what that was like and and what drove you, what inspired you to come here.
1: Well, so you know, I, I think I got to take you back, and you had mentioned it a little bit when you were introducing me, but you know, I, I spent uh, 21 years at Merrill Lynch, and from 2009. To when I retired in 2016, I was really running back and forth between New York and Miami. Um, so I kept a place in New York, and I was in our headquarters quite a bit. But you know, home was Miami. Uh, i had been home, you know, since 2001. Um, and so, you know, being a Wall Street guy, being a New York person, you know, New York is the financial hub of the world. Um, when I decided to start the firm, and I'm, and everyone was like, "Okay, well, it was just the assumption I was going to be in New York, or I was going to go to." to uh, to San Francisco, and I said no, no, I'm, we're going to do this in Miami, uh, and everybody would just kind of look at me with this, you know, why would you do that? I mean, if you're going to be in venture capital, you either got to be in New York or you got to be in Silicon Valley. And to me, uh, you know, it was it was 2016. I was, you know, I was reinventing myself. I'm a Wall Street guy. I'm a, I'm a public markets guy. And what the hell do I know about venture capital, right? Um, and and so. You know, I've, I've kind of always prided myself on getting on my horse and riding into the future and and, and trying to understand where I think things are going. Um, and I really felt that, that you know, Miami was going to become, and, and you and I talked about this the last time we were together, mm-hmm. that Miami would become a, a very important part of the ecosystem. And it only makes sense, and for me it was because of where we are, right? right. If you think about business uh, existing, if you think about, you know, increasing your market share, Latin America is a pretty damn big, you know, right. market to go after. And and we're right, at, you know, some people say, you know, we're the, the capital of Latin America. I, some people find that to be uh, disparaging. So I, I'm not saying that for, for anything to be negative, but we're definitely, you know, every all of my investors have homes in Miami and sure. they also have homes in their, their, their uh, you know, be Guatemala or Mexico City right. or wherever it might be. It's a gateway. It's a gateway. I think it's the best way to say it. So to me, it only made sense that eventually... And when you think about technology being democratized, mm-hmm. and I think COVID is proof source that, right? right. Um, you know, a month ago, you and I would have been doing this through Zooms mm-hmm. because we can. Right. Right. Business didn't stop. We we kept doing things. We just iterated and did something a little bit different because technology allowed us to. And to me, I, I, I knew that that would be the case. And and if that was the case, why would founders or inventors need to pick up? And move to the valley Mm -hmm. where it's extremely expensive. You know, you're paying ten thousand dollars to live in a closet, um, and you're burning through you know your investors' capital for your office space. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do that, right? If you have an ecosystem, uh, you have access to capital and fuel, uh, you can do this stuff from anywhere. And and um, fast forward to you know January two thousand twenty-one, and here we are. Mm -hmm. I think people from around the world are realizing, you know, if I if I've got to get up every morning and go to work, do I want to get up in, and deal with snow or, you know, any of those elements that may not be appealing? Right. Or should I be in Miami where it's sunny and 80 every damn day? Yeah. Right. And so I think that that's what you're seeing. And um, and again, if there's no barrier to the business side, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you do that?
0: Right. And I think when you add on to that, the technology, as you mentioned, but also Uh, Miami itself as a destination where, and we'll talk about this later, but where it's always had the play. Now it it has even more of the live and the work, and thanks in part to cultural institutions, the education's gotten better, healthcare's gotten better, our public spaces, the greenery, combine all that along with the gateway status and and the global workability that that we're where we find ourselves. There's almost no reason why you wouldn't want to
1: to be here. I completely agree, and I think you said it very well. I mean, you know, you, you, before, you know, maybe the last six months, people thought of Miami as, well, that's where I'm going to go to vacation. Mm-hmm. They didn't really think, well, that's where I'm going to go to work. Well, you and I are great examples of that. You know, we get up every every morning very early and we work very late. I mean, I don't know when the last time you were on the beach, but I don't even remember when the last time I was on the beach, right? <laughs> maybe 2010 or something. Yeah, exactly, right? Because we live here and we work here, right? right? Um, and I think that people are starting to realize that. And... Um, it's, it's not that they're realizing it; they have realized it. And mm-hmm. You're seeing it happen, you know, every single sure. day.
0: Sure, sure. And so, tell me. So that was, you know, when you first came here. Now, uh, help me bridge the gap between then and now. So, five years ago, for uh, for the, the listeners, what were what was the tech? What did the tech scene look like, and how has that sort of changed uh, to now, from then to now?
1: You know, I, I think five years ago, you know, you had you had some small. Um, you know, pockets of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two guys that come to mind. Um, you know, Herman Montoya, uh, Nabil Sharania, They started a, a company builder called, you know, Rocker Inc. Mm-hmm. And with the whole idea to help entrepreneurs who wanted to do something but maybe didn't have the expertise, you know, to create a tech stack or um, didn't, you know, maybe know how to put together a business plan or a go-to-market plan. And, and they built a business to help businesses grow. And that was really kind of the the beginning of it all. And then, you know, from there, I think more and more people started to realize, hey, you know, again going back to this democratization of Mm -hmm. technology, if I if I don't have to go to the Valley or San Francisco, I can do it here, or I can do it in Kansas City, or you know, wherever it might be. So, uh, Austin, Texas, is another, I think, um, uh, benefactor of what's going on right now, and it's a great city, and it's they're doing their own thing, um, but it's very different than what we're doing. Right. And, and actually,
0: it's interesting. So in what ways is it different? And maybe in what ways is it similar?
1: Well, you know, again, I think if you're in Miami, okay, this is my humble opinion. Sure. but if, if That's what
0: we like to give yeah, here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if, you know, if you're going to be in Miami, right? You know, I, I've been here 21 years now. You know, this is a very special place. Um, but I always like to say you either love Miami or you hate Miami for the exact same reasons. Interesting, sure. So if, if you, you know, are very comfortable and enjoy the fact that, uh, I'll use myself as an example. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a minority in Miami, okay? Right. And so, you know, if if, 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 you're, if you are comfortable living in a city where there's a lot of different people that look a, in a lot of different ways, with mm-hmm. a lot of different skin color, uh, different sexual preferences, different, you know, this is a place of acceptance. sure. And if you love that, then this is the greatest city in the world. Right. And if you're uncomfortable with that, then it's probably not your place. Right. Um, you know, I mean, every, on on any given you know day, you get into an elevator in any of the, our beautiful skyscrapers. Uh, nine out of ten times, the people that are on that elevator with you are not speaking English. Right. So you gotta be comfortable with that. You get into an Uber and I guarantee you they're not speaking English, right? Mm-hmm. But you've got to be okay with that. And if you're okay with that, if you love that, then this is the greatest place there is to be. So when I say it's different, this is an international city. I don't I, I tell people all the time, this isn't America. Right? This is Miami. Mm-hmm. Now, what the hell that means, I'm not really sure, but it's this mix between you know, an offshore city and, and, a, and an American city. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, if you want to go to America, you go up to Fort Lauderdale, right? I mean, right. I was there this week, actually. And I, I stopped the people that I was with. This is a true story. We were walking down Los Olas, and I, I said to the people that I was with, I said, you know, this is just hilarious to me. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, well, you know, I haven't been in America for a while. and They're like, what are you talking <laughs> about? And I'm like, look around you, mm-hmm. you know? Everybody's white and everybody's old, right? Right, and I'm not used to that. That's this funny. Is a, this is a very special city.
0: Well, Miami is uh, an international capital, right? Of more than 51%, I believe, last I checked, of the population is foreign born, and I think it's it's better for it. Right. To your point, it really depends on we, we were talking off mic before we started. You know, your choices or lifestyle choices or what you're looking for, whether it's condo single-family home, the beach, or the urban core. Yeah. It really depends on what you're looking for. And the great thing now, um, we were talking about being a gateway to Latin America. Recent um, you know, infrastructure improvements like Brightline, the yeah. the medium-speed uh, trail Super rail exciting. that takes us from downtown Miami all the way up to Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach, and eventually Orlando, makes it possible for those that want maybe a more, um, I guess, traditionally um, conventional sort of way of life that's sort of more... Americana right vibe you can find that there, and for yeah. those I love to be in the mix and all the the spiciness that downtown offers like, right. you know you're here
1: yeah, if you want to be in the, the the urban stampede, we have it right, and if you want to be out in in the the suburbs we we have it right if you want to be on the beach, we have it if you yep. want to be on the bay we, i mean that's just the point it's it's truly uh I've been around the world twice i don't care where you go Mm-hmm. it's really hard to beat this place yeah it, it
0: really it really and we can't you know, emphasize that enough. It just really has it all. It really and does. when you, So I'm going to sidebar a little bit, but when we were, uh, I was talking with the team yesterday before today, it sort of dawned on us something that I guess should have been more clear already, because this is what we do in real estate and in marketing, but we're, we're comparing. So Silicon Valley has the, you know, has the tech scene, right? It has like, that's a big economic driver. Uh, New York, you know, the financial center. These two things are sort of converging in Miami, Right, and, and have been more so recently and will continue to do so. But then you complement what is all these other sort of intangibles that Miami brings that these, you know, may not all have together in the gateway status. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with a real global epicenter, especially as we become more and more globalized.
1: I, I really think that that's, that that's hitting it right on the head. Yeah, uh, everything you just got done saying is, is really the, the ingredients of what is really starting to transpire. And And the fact that you know, it's one thing to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know, what was it a year ago that we were having this conversation? Yeah, maybe a little maybe bit a longer little than a year. Than, yeah, yeah. yeah, but look at what has happened, mm-hmm. right? And and we were talking about it then, but you know, you really didn't have, you know, it's that old saying: "I hear what you say, but I'll see what you do." Sure. But now, you know, you have you have SoftBank mm-hmm. that has their headquarters uh, for Latin America here, yep, which is interesting because you and I were just talking about that, yep. right? Um you have Blackstone, which, in mm-hmm. my my opinion, is one of the greatest companies on the on the face of the planet. They're, they've just inked their their real estate here. Uh, you've got Goldman Sachs that's looking at at, at at Miami as a as a second headquarters. Mm-hmm. That's a massive statement. Yeah. Uh, Stiefel financial, right? One of the one of the oldest financial services firm on Wall Street, 130 years old. You know, mm-hmm. they have a small office here, but I know factually because I know the CEO. Uh, Ron Krajewski very well, um, and I know that he has big plans for Miami, mm-hmm. both in in expanding his international business uh, and his offerings to his clients. and sure. He sees Miami as as the way to do that. So those are to me uh, the proof source yep. of you know the conversation you and I had had a year and a half ago. It's it's now real.
0: Absolutely, and then when you consider so if we look beyond the trees right a little bit and see the forest. From my, we were talking about how I'm an aviation geek, right? So I'm always following what's happening in in the in the airline and, and aviation world. We're not very far off from um, the technology already exists to bring direct flights from China, mainland China, to Miami. We're talking about major global economies. It's going to be even more. Um, it's going to be even easier with some new uh, planes uh, in development. So when you connect via direct link, I, I think I believe again, this is just humble opinion mainland China, Japan, other Asian destinations, direct to Miami, get rid of that stopover flight, I feel like you're going to see even more uh, from a global business center standpoint that more attractiveness of Miami. Exactly. So it's going to happen.
1: Yeah. And the reason it's going to happen is because of all of those those firms that I just mentioned yeah. are here. Right. So, so the airlines, being in business, have to make sure that they're in consumer, yeah. which are all those companies that I just mentioned. Right you know, can. have their wants and needs, you know, fulfilled. Otherwise they're not, you are know, not good business people. Right. So it's just, it's just logical. What you just said is absolutely going to happen.
0: Yeah. So it's exciting and we're, we're on the lookout for that. So then Jeff, that brings me to my next question is um, how do you think all of this and the effect of Miami's tech boom, um, what will be the effect I should say on the local real estate market?
1: Well, I think you see it happening. I mean, you know, again, I've been here 20 years uh, interestingly enough, you know, uh, my wife and I, we, we live downtown. You know, in a in a sky, you know, in a, in a high rise condo, and we've been living that way since 2009. And you know, just I would say in the last nine months, we started thinking, well, you know, maybe we want to get back into a house, and so we started looking. And you know, the prices from when we first started looking to where they are now. Um, you know, supply and demand. Mm-hmm. And so we, we see what's happening and, you know, I'm, a, I'm an economist, so I see it. But um, what do I think is going to happen is in your business, my friend, uh, hold on to your head. I, I right. think for the next 10 years, you're going to, um, I think you're in just an incredible position. And, and in my humble opinion, again, I, I'll, I'll try not to continue to say that. But, you know, I personally believe that from a business perspective, You know, we now are starting to take the, the, uh, you know, people are starting to get, you know, the, I can't think of the word right now, uh, the COVID vaccine. Thank you. And, you know, as that continues to scale out, people are going to start going back into their normal routines. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I personally think it's going to be a renaissance like you and I mm-hmm. have never seen in our lifetime, nor will we ever see again. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be real estate, it's going to be restaurants, it's going to be nightlife. Uh, people are going to spend the next five, six years making up for the one year that we've been in our caves. Mm-hmm. Because that's not what we're supposed to do. As The human condition is not meant to be locked down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that, um, you know, I mean, just right now, just being with you right now, the energy is amazing. Right. You know, uh, and it wouldn't be the same if I was at home. Right. So I think that there are a lot of people that, that seem to think that, you know, um, commercial real estate, for example, mm-hmm. is dead. I mean, I hear that all the time. I think it's ridiculous, right? Uh, I don't believe that people want to wake up in the morning, hang out in their their condo or their house all damn day and all night, not see anybody, not do anything, and do that month after month after month, or in, in this case, year after year after year. And plus, I don't think that it's good for business. Right. Uh, I think that when people come together, uh, energy is created, uh, ideas are created, uh, you learn. That's how you learn. Mm-hmm. It's, peer, it's peer-to-peer learning. Right. You take away the peer-to-peer, and we're all in trouble. So I, I think that uh, I think commercial real estate in Miami is going to um, benefit big time, and I think... Um, you know, residential real estate is going to be a hotspot for, for years to come.
0: I agree. And I mean, we were just doing, just as a, a point of interest, a little research um, yesterday. And thanks to Juan, the intern, shout out. I asked to, to pull um, pull some data because we were thinking like, you know, the, the tech industry, um, you know, when you have the, the executives, right, they need to live near, or in, in this case, they want where they live. Higher-paying jobs, right, which then means uh, afford more, can pay, uh, can afford higher-priced homes, drives the the price up. And I was just curious to look at San Francisco by context to share this with you. We saw that if you look at San Francisco's sort of trajectory from '93 to right before the recession, uh, home average median home prices went up from about three hundred thousand where they started in '93 and ended up about topped off right around was this uh, eight, 900,000 right before the recession. Mm-hmm. So in about 15 years coming up, um, that's 600,000. In the next 10 years of you know, with the recovery fueled by the tech boom, we saw that more than double. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a, a third of the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it just basically speaks back to the case. If, if history is any indicator, and I think to what you're telling me, it's re- hold on to your hats, right, residential and commercial, because if the trend continues with the exodus from Silicon Valley combined with the exodus from financial uh, hotspots like New York and other feeder cities, uh, we're going to see um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of demand over here.
1: Well, first of all, I think that Miami, I think what is going to happen in Miami will be exponential compared to this. Wow. And the reason that I think that is because, uh, again, it's just it's 80 and sunny here every day. Right. Okay? And that, that is a, a massive point that we, we, we can't forget. Mm-hmm. So if everything else is being equal, we win sure. simply because of our weather. Right. Okay? Now you start to add on top of that. The business reasons to be here, mm-hmm. and you know, you you used a word, the exodus from Silicon Valley, and you know, that's the one thing that I might uh, have a different opinion on sure. than a lot of people, and, the, and maybe the the things that are being said around Miami as of late. But you know, I'm not a big believer that I have to take from somebody in order to win,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I like and I that. don't think that Miami has to take from Silicon Valley Perhaps in order for all this stuff to happen, right? I think, you know, when, when I started Fuel Venture Capital in 2017, my mission was to become a bridge to Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, if I'm a managing director of, of a firm in, in Silicon Valley, I may not want to get on a plane and fly five five uh, and five and a half, six hours to Miami and then get on another plane and fly to Mexico City, mm-hmm. okay, or Guatemala or wherever it might be. But if I have a firm in Miami that I trust their their intellectual firepower, their due diligence, and their investment thesis. Maybe I'll partner with that firm, and then that firm can be you know, my research and my, my extension. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I don't think that, that, that Silicon Valley is going to empty out. Right. I don't. That's a good point. I, I think that what's going to happen is that people are going to decide to have additional offices here, or founders are going to say, okay, I'm not going to go to Silicon Valley. I was never there. Sure. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna go to Miami instead, um, or you know, in some cases you will find some some founders, and I think you see it right now that are leaving for all the reasons that they want a, a better quality of life. So you're gonna see some of it, mm-hmm. but it's not gonna empty out, nor should it, nor do we want it to. Right. Right. This is this is the power of and, not right. the detriment of or. Silicon Valley can be there,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Miami can do really well and grow exponentially. It's not that they right. have to grow and they can't. That's a, I, I I'm really
0: glad that you, you brought that up because we can complement each other while also serving as a new point of entry for you know, the next generations of And like that's startups. the beauty,
1: right? And, and by the way, that's, in my opinion, what Miami is. We don't yep. want to take from people. Yep. We accept people. We, we, that's what makes this city so great. So why in the world would we want to be running around saying, we're, well, we're going to empty out Silicon Valley and we're going to be the benefactors of that? No. Yep.
0: Yeah. That's a very, very good point. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Miami Real Estate Podcast here with Jeff Ranzel, founder of Fuel Venture Capital. We're talking about how Miami's booming tech scene is fueling our latest real estate market boom. More with Jeff after the break. We're back here with Jeff Ranzel, uh, founder and director of Fuel Venture Capital. He's giving us an insider's perspective on how tech is making Miami's real estate market boom. Jeff, amazing insights so far. I want to put our commercial real estate hat on for a moment and and circle back on something you were just speaking to. Um, There's been a lot of talk about the future of offices. I should say a lot of speculation about whether or not commercial real estate in the office, as we know, will remain viable. Uh, A lot of companies have shut down their offices, have people working from home indefinitely, but you and your team at Fuel uh, Venture Capital have not only kept your office, which was formerly in Wynwood, you quadrupled its size, excuse me, hitting the mic here, you quadrupled its size, moving it uh, over to Coconut Grove. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it was uh, um, quadruple. It was more like 8X. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so it, was, it was an interesting time. Um, you know, I think if we all go back to March you know, none of us have really experienced any of this stuff. I right. mean, if you really think about it, it's something out of a movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I actually say to my wife, I feel like I'm living in this dream, right, all the things that are going on. But, um, you know, obviously we started having, you know, in-depth conversations with all of our portfolio companies. Because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, let's really make sure that we cut out all of the non-essential ex- expenses and, and really make sure that we're stretching out our runway and our, lowering our burn, and you know i think it was important for us to look in the mirror as well uh, and so i had to make some decisions as the managing director and um you know i, I reached out to my team and obviously everyone was going to be working for home for a while uh our partnership in the lease was was kind of up mm-hmm. um wasn't kind of up it was and i had to make a decision you know do you do you just shut it down and take all of your stuff and put it into a, a storage unit um, but again i said it earlier in our talk, right? I, I I've really tried to pride myself on on you know getting on my horse and riding into the future and I don't believe that that this um is the is the normal this, this isn't the new normal this is a period of time that we're having to deal with and when when we've dealt with it we're going to go back uh to normal and I think normal in in a whole another mm-hmm. exciting way right uh, and so I decided to to not only um uh you know, keep my office, but you know, build something very special. And what we have built is is what I think is going to be the future of, of you know, many little pockets in Miami. Mm-hmm. Not, not saying it's the pocket, sure, but it's definitely going to be a pocket of uh, like-minded people, founders, and 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 money sources uh, in Coconut Grove. And um, right now, you know, we have three floors, and uh, the top floor is really. All private equity. Mm-hmm. Um, we're there with IDC Ventures, which is our partner firm out of Europe. So they keep uh, offices with us. Uh, we have the Tag Experience, which is our PR and and, and branding team, uh, Bolt Mobility, and uh, also th- um, Textfile. Mm-hmm. So we're all in the same space right now, and we have first right of refusal on a bunch a bunch of uh, square footage. And uh, you know, if I have it my way, it'll be a village. Of like-minded uh, tech people, uh, you know. If, if you're familiar with Coconut Grove, you know I've been here 20 years. I've lived in a lot of different places around Miami. Um, you know, the Grove to me is just a huge hug. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the oldest borough in Miami. You have beautiful trees. I mean, I look out my window and there's these gorgeous trees. You know, right. when I was in Wynwood and I loved Wynwood. Wynwood is very special in its own way. But when I looked out the window in Wynwood, it was a cement factory. You sure. Know? <laughs> um, and 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 it just wasn't the image that I wanted you know people to think of my firm mm-hmm. and so I felt that it was important for me to uh, go somewhere that was more aligned with, with our values mm-hmm. and uh, how we wanted to present ourselves to our investors.
0: Absolutely. And Coconut Grove, you mentioned it, Miami's oldest neighborhood, uh, I think it was in the late 1800s, has always been um, not only known by its beauty and the foliage and and just the the greenery on the water, but also for that artistic, creative, innovative flair. Big time. I I think that the likes of Howard Hughes to Earhart, um, Edison even had a, a vacation home there, I'm told. Um, but it's interesting because Don't it's... Don't forget
1: Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, all right, Margaritaville.
0: <laughs> so, um, you know, it's creatives and, um, and, and the energy, right? Something yeah. about the Grove just attracts it, and it's great to see your uh, team sort of anchoring down there.
1: All those things were in my mind, right? It's You're right. I mean, the Grove, there's just something about the energy... Um, that it that it that it brings and 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 again, you just when I come into the grove, I just feel like someone's giving me a big hug mm-hmm. and uh i 'm really happy, and I think what we 're building there is 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 very special and once we get back to you know once we get through this uh you know once once we can all come back together and feel comfortable mm-hmm. we 're going to start doing um you know i 'm going to call it tech community gatherings, sure where we invite people like yourself mm-hmm. um you know. Founders, technologists, uh, investors—you um, know—we've we, built this as a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the values of our firm are, are about family. You know, it's really what what, what our culture is all about, and uh, I want it to feel that way. And I think it's going to be very special.
0: That's amazing. I'm I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it is already. Um, now you. So what I'm I'm picking up, and I'm, i and I agree is that you know the office as a sort of like. Uh, as an institution, will not go away, right? We want the, the office. We're not going to be. We're not going to shift to, um, you know, a, a sort of community or society where we're working from home, which is great. I think we like that. Um, but talk to me about the idea of the Class A office space. So Coconut Grove is a little bit more, um, uh, or your 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 sort of infrastructure there. It's a little bit more spacious, right, as opposed to uh, the high rise in. Um, in, uh, in a in let's say a, a brickle or a downtown sort of conventional sense, do you see Class A or just that office being reimagined? Will it be a mix of both or one or the other? What do you what do you see?
1: You know, so there's I've heard a lot of people say that the the you know the the, the time for Class A is dead, mm-hmm. and and I disagree with that. Um, I think it boils down to artistic style, mm-hmm. uh, as with most things in life. Um, you have some people who are ahead of some companies that really enjoy, you know, the feel of, of uh, you know, almost that, that micro New York feel and they want to be in Brickle. Mm-hmm. okay? And we have amazing, uh, you know, buildings for those individuals to populate. Uh, and we have some brand new ones exactly like that. Um, you know, if you go down to Coconut Grove, you know, there's been some development in the last couple of years. If I'm not mistaken, it's a little over a billion dollars that have mm-hmm. gone into Cocoa Walk, etc. Right. There's a brand new building there um uh you know there's private equity already in that mm-hmm. building that I that I know of um and so it really depends on what you want you know for for me you know I came from winwood which was extremely artistic you know graphic art you know spray paint everywhere uh and that's a cool feel but from a, a finance you know finance house mm-hmm. I felt we needed to step it up sure but I didn't want to go into a uh you know you know the one thing, again, this is my personal opinion, but the one downside mm-hmm. to, to Miami is everything is new. Mm-hmm. And I happen to like character. right? right. So our building is is uh, a Mayfair building. It was built a long time ago, and it's got a, a ton of character. right. So for me, being a you know a, a venture capitalist, we're, you know we're a little more edgy, you know I wanted to have that feel and, mm-hmm. and that's what we have. Um, but you could walk across the street to the new Cocoa Walk, sure. and you could get a brand new Class A building if you want to. And by the way, I think that that building is damn near filled already. So yeah. so anybody that says it is going away, um, you know, again, I, the proof source is, is that that is not accurate.
0: I, I, yeah, I think you're spot on, and I was having a conversation with our managing um, partner yesterday who, who informed me that there's uh, a, uh, apparently over a million square footage plus demand currently, at least for office space in the greater downtown Miami area, which I was mind blowing to me. And, um, and when you combine, um, what you're mentioning about coconut grove already, the, you know, being mainly filled up and and all the beauty and attraction that it offers, we're going to need even more space very soon.
1: Exactly. And I think there's a lot of developers, um, you know, Mana owns a lot of real estate in downtown. I know he's got big plans. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens.
0: Absolutely. And so, um, I guess, you, you sort of touched on this, but uh, to make, to put a fine point, when, when we talk about people classifying Class A office space, um, do you believe that uh, that will still be what companies want to pay top dollar for in five years?
1: I, again, I think it's going to depend on the company. So a BlackRock, or a mm-hmm. Blackstone, sorry, that comes to Miami is going to look for that type of Office building, and again, mm-hmm. we just proof source that right. Right, a Goldman Sachs is going to come to Miami, and that is the what they want. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it depends on who it is. Sure, and 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 again, it's 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 artistic style. It's it's you know, some people like to live um, on the beach mm-hmm. in a condo. Other people want to live down in Piedmont and have a lot of acreage and a lot of space. That's fine too. Right, you know, it's, it's so it's it's just a function of having. Um, a little bit of everything and you said that earlier and and so I I don't think it's again it's a power of and it's not right. the detriment of or you can have both right and and I think that's the beauty of again what what makes Miami special
0: yeah and I guess if you know what to look for I mean Miami has it all especially if, if you know where to look for so exactly. let's let, let's uh, stay on that thread and, and giving the insiders perspective so um, Jeff help me give like the the sort of tagline elevator pitch to new or newcomers to, to South Florida and to Miami, so I'm gonna shout out some neighborhoods okay. for you, right. and you you know just this. give this me the yeah, the, the log line for this them. So so okay. let's start with um, let's start with let's go with Brickell.
1: Um, Brickle very special, new uh, high rises, a um, lot of Latin American exposure, um, cool vibe.
0: I love it. Downtown Miami.
1: Um, possibilities. Uh, could be something extremely special.
0: Coconut Grove. Big hug. <laughs> Coral Gables.
1: Inland. Key Biscayne. Um, boring. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, beautiful.
0: Miami Beach. Uh,
1: special. Um, visitors.
0: Wynwood Arts District. Edgy, cool.
1: Um. Williamsburg, Brooklyn.
0: Curveball for you. Aventura.
1: Not Miami. That's America. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, actually last two, Fort Lauderdale. That's not America. I, if I, listen, if I've got to go north of Soho House, I'm pissed off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I won't throw. I won't, I'll save uh, Boca Raton then because I feel ah, like. <laughs> don't even know where it is. So the action is south of Aventura is what I'm hearing from Jeff.
1: South of Soho
0: House. South of Soho House. Ah, there you Aventura's go.
1: Aventura is too far north. Okay. For me.
0: I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, why,
1: why do I need to go north of Soho House?
0: I mean, you have it all down here. That's so. exactly
1: right. There's absolutely zero reason for me to go there.
0: Absolutely. Okay, I like it. So, Jeff, uh, let's talk about, as we close this out, um, give me your big prediction about the future of Miami Tech, right, and its effect, so to speak, on real estate. You touched on earlier, but give me your
1: Yeah, I I, listen, I think that there's a lot of I I love um Mayor Francis. I, I thank him very much for his leadership. You know, attitude reflects leadership. It always has, it always will. I think he's showing tremendous leadership in helping us uh attract people. Um but it's gotta be more than that. And and that means that those of us who have been here a long time, you know, we need to help these new people that have come in understand our city. I mean, I mean you, you've been here a long time. You know that. If you come here and you don't understand how Miami works, um, then it's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. And so I think we all have to get our arms around these individuals. And I hope that these individuals, you know, reach out to us. You know, we're water people here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a boater. If I'm going to go over to Bimini, I'm going to talk to local captains about, you know, what I need to be, you know, worried about so that I don't end up spending thousands and thousands of dollars on running gear, right? Right. Um, and I and I hope that these people understand that that they need to reach out to the people that have been here a long time and find out where you know the rocks are under the water um, and 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 understand who we are. Mm-hmm. And if we can do that, um, and everybody can work hard, uh, we can be build something very special. But again, it, it's more than just talk, and that means that we need to have investors, mm-hmm. right? Who, who you know, don't just come here and, and buy our, our real estate and enjoy our beaches. You've got to invest into the community as well. And if, if we have that happening, and I think the other thing that Silicon Valley has done very well, and it's the one thing that I, I hope we can do here, is in Silicon Valley it became very inclusive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It wasn't about, okay, I'm going to build a company and I'm going I'm to build a moat around it because I don't want anyone else to find out about it. It was very, uh, you know, hey, here's a great idea and sharing it with everybody else and everybody kind of coming together as a village to make it work. And we've got to get to that point here in Miami. It can't just be us, them, you know, these different, you know, segments. We all got to come together as a, as, a, as a community and work together in helping these founders become successful, curating these companies, making sure that they have the capital that they need, making sure that they have, you know, the expertise and the guidance and the advice you know, it's our job to remove the bumpers and barriers so that these companies can grow. And if we can do that, we will build something special and it'll be long term. And real estate and everything else will benefit from it. But we can't, you know, the real estate business, um, you know, just can't sit there and, and, and sit back and say, okay, you know, come buy the houses. They've got to get involved as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got to help say, well, you know, hey, you, you know, you, you just bought a, you know, $20 million house. You got, you got some cash. You know, if you're looking to you know be introduced to the local money managers, mm. we would love to do that, and that's how it's going to happen.
0: Absolutely, all of us working together to um, help make this the greatest city in the world that we all believe it can be. And I want to tip my hat off to you and the Fuel Venture Capital team. Speaking of investing, I know that um, your firm is responsible for two of the 25 largest venture capital deals in the state in 2019. Uh, and just, you know, with 23 companies global, you guys are really putting your money where your mouth is. So thank you for helping to make this, uh, the tech hub that it can be.
1: Thank you. Yeah. We've got a lot of work to do too, but we're, we're proud of the work that we've done.
0: You got to start somewhere, right? Rome wasn't built in a day. No, it certainly wasn't. And speaking of, uh, reaching out and, and, and getting contacts, um, for those of you our listeners, if you want to get in touch with... Jeff, uh, he's on Instagram at Jeff Ranzil VC, Twitter at Jeff Ransell VC. We'll put your information in the show notes. Jeff, it is always a pleasure. It's great to see to you, see my see friend. You. Absolutely. Uh, keep up the great work. Yeah. And for all of you out there, remember that here in Miami, the future is always bright. Take care, folks.